You know what? I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. This is my home. They're going to need a fucking wrecking ball to take me out of here. They're going to need to send in the National Guard a fucking SWAT team because I ain't going nowhere. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. It's Friday. It's the hype edition. We've got the one in five San Francisco 49ers on the docket for Sunday. We're going to remix this show up a little bit. It's usually Serena Morales, but you know what? I got in super late today and we just couldn't connect to make it work. So I got the number one. Bring in the righty from the bullpen when you need some help. The man, the myth. The Kroger. James Kroger, how you doing, bud? Are you hype or what? Whew, well, that was quite the intro, man. I can't believe I'm replacing Serena Morales. So, oh my goodness, thanks for having me on. I'm basically the Rams reporter right now. Yeah, you are. You are the fill-in Rams podcast reporter. <laughs> and uh, you're right. My go-to in the bullpen uh, when I need to strike out or I need to close it out, you are the man, the myth, the Kroger. So I am glad you are joining us. No other... Uh, I would love to have come in and help us out today. And you know what? We're going to get a few things out of the way before me and you start rambling away because, you know, we just did a Rams podcast. If you guys haven't checked it out, it was a really good one. I'm not going to brag, not going to boast, but it was pretty, pretty good. Uh, so go check that out at Rams Podcast. You can find James at Kroger 3 on Twitter, at Rams Podcast, Instagram, Twitter as well. Uh, same thing, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. If you are in the need for some more podcasting Rams talk, then me and him had a great conversation the other day, so make sure to check that out. While we are plugging some things, I am at LA underscore Rambling Bear. You can find Locked On Rams on Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, Spotify, Facebook, Facebook groups. I might as well start like a Reddit group and like, I don't know, Pinterest or something because at this point... I have covering all the bases. So I appreciate you guys uh, pitching in. All you guys on Facebook, you're doing amazing. We're growing the group. We started with you know literally zero people. We're up to about 120 and very interactive group up there. So I appreciate it. You guys are giving me great feedback, which is always helpful. Uh, but check out other things on the network, the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is bringing it, and now we have NBA season. So go check out your Locked On Lakers. They're talking LeBron. He's premiering tonight. 
Uh, so I'm sure tomorrow's episode is going to be really great there as well. Locked on Clippers for you people. I think, James, you're still hanging in there in the Clipper world, aren't you? I don't know, man. I, uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm jumping. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to watch LeBron premiere tonight, and I'm definitely going to watch his home game on Saturday. I'm very interested in what LeBron and the Lakers are going to be doing. I love LA sports as a whole. Okay. But, uh, yeah, you know, the Clippers – they got. Did you 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 sent me that that uh, video of, of uh, what's that dude's name Boris, who's basically ten feet tall. He just he he looks like he's playing with a bunch of little kids out there. So yeah, he, definitely going to be interesting to watch. He dunked without jumping. Basically, his feet were on the ground. It was like holy crap. Uh, but locked on Clippers, amazing. Those guys do a great job over there. Uh, the locked on NBA podcast is great. And if you're a fan, I know we got a lot of listeners from all over the place. So if it's not your team out here on the West Coast, find your team. They've got a podcast. Is there a locked on Major League Baseball yet? Or they are. You make a lot. Of- they are. They're doing a lot of good things with that. Uh, they don't have a Dodgers. So if there's someone out there that listening oh, and they want to get in on it. Obviously, the season is just kind of wrapping up, but uh, we'll get that revving and rocking and rolling for uh, next season. And then in the NFL world, you got to check out Matt Williamson's Locked On NFL. He does a great job. He's kind of doing exactly what we're doing, or we're doing exactly what he's doing. He's got an awesome lineup Monday through Friday, bringing on all these guests uh, on a regular basis and having great chats. Uh, former NFL players, uh, people in from ESPN, all these awesome personalities. So make sure to check that out. And then really one of my favorites as well is the Locked On Fantasy with Vinny Lyer. He does an amazing job. He walks you through start and sit. He walks you through uh, the waiver wire and, and kind of walks you through all that fantasy knowledge you need. So, James, if you're starting to slip on your fantasy, maybe your wife should check it out. I know you told me that you've given some bad advice to your wife. Just tell her to listen to Locked On Fantasy, and you'll wash your hands clean of feeling guilty on Sundays. She'll be way better off than listening to uh, Locked On James because I've been, <laughs> been let it down, to be honest. Well, now that we got all that good stuff out of the way, plug, 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 uh, we can talk Rams football, man. It is Friday as you guys are driving to work or driving home from work or maybe listening on Sunday, just trying to get hyped for the game. And uh, we got a matchup that most of us would probably think is super easy, but it's one in five. This is a trap game. James, talk to me about your thoughts walking into this game. Dude, I think everybody in Rams Nation is feeling pretty solid about going to being able to be 7-0, and but we need to step back and be a little cautious. I want to talk about the game in a little bit more detail, but Bear, first off, I think we should really update everybody with what happened in practice today and injuries and and a few other questions that I've been seeing on social media. So Dynamite. Um, this was kind of a surprise. Josh Reynolds popped up on the injury report today with yeah. a hand injury. Um, he apparently suffered a hand injury against the Broncos. Uh, he was quoted saying, "You got or Sean McVay said, you got to put all the little things on the injury report, but we are we expect Josh to be good. He hadn't popped up on the report all week, but he's there, but everything's all, all G uh, because everybody's wondering, is he going to replace Cooper Cup? Um, you can't replace Cooper Cup in my opinion, but he's right. definitely going to be starting for him, and we're going to have a, a, a unique different three wide receiver sets out there. But Josh Reynolds is all good. The hand's fine. Then I think most importantly next on the list is Greg Z, Greg Zerline. Is he going to play? Well, the good news is participation. He was in full participation Wednesday and Thursday. His groin doesn't seem to be bothering him. However, there are a few different reports. Sean McVay and and Greg Z seem to kind of be not really on the same page as far as his status. So, I mean, it's really nothing to be worried about out there, Rams Nation. But Yeah, we it, cut our I, kicker. So we, I mean, we cut Santos, so he better be okay. We, we talked about this on Rams Podcast, like – 
You already made your move, so unless we're expecting Hecker to throw, can go and get out yeah, there unless him. we're throwing Hecker out there, you know, I expect him to play. But uh, keep going. Yeah. So yeah, Greg Z should be good, and to be honest, he's on my wife's fantasy, so I've been telling her he's good. So maybe I should just not oh, say man. anything. Just say I heard on but, that podcast. Just. I hope he doesn't hurt himself uh, in warm-ups again, Greg. But uh, I I expect him to be out there. We're probably not going to do too many long-distance field goals unless we truly need to, but I don't think McVay's going to risk it. The rest of the injury report, Brockers, of course, with his shoulder, did not practice Wednesday, but he was limited practice on Thursday. Cooper Cup, not going to happen. Longacre with his back, he was limited on Thursday without practicing on Wednesday. Everybody that I'm mentioning, except for Cooper Cup, is going to be out there on Sunday. So this, you know, I just want to update everybody on what's going on. Saffold got his knee, did not practice yesterday or today. Sullivan didn't practice, but it's not injury-related. Same with the other veteran, Andrew Whitworth. Both did not practice, but that's been pretty typical of McVay. He did mix it up a little bit this week with his usual cadence, but uh, the veteran lineman didn't play. Nothing to be worried about, not injury-related at all. Yeah, and he kind of mentioned that earlier in the week, and I think you had talked about it on Rams Podcast, that he said coming into this week it was going to be a little different with all the injuries and trying to get through practices and make sure that you had guys that – were a little banged up that they were ready to play on Sunday. And we'll probably see this going on further into the season as our bye week is really late this year. It's after that Monday night football game in Mexico City. So it's a long time before they get a break. And uh, we have some old guys on our offensive line. So I think you'll start to see it trend that way where you start to learn people's bodies like that and you know rest them a little bit more. Uh, but another good piece that we saw Rams put up on their social media today was Obo Okoronko was finally in full participation, um, and he was out there in his helmet and rushing off the edge. I don't think we're going to see him this Sunday. When I talked to Vinny the other day, he basically said at any point they can activate him. So, I mean, at the same time, if he travels with the team and they want to you know, activate him that morning and throw him in, maybe he doesn't get a bunch of playing time, but it's really at their discretion at any point. Maybe they'll work him in in a full week of practice, but it was just really good that even the Rams social media was like putting him up there and getting excited about him being back. Dude, I, it was funny. I put up something on Twitter of a video of him rushing at the camera and it kind of made me scared. It made me jump back in my seat. <laughs> he is, he looks scary out there. And uh, to clear things up for everybody out there, I know they have a lot of questions as far as what, you know, what technically with the rules, how is this going to go down? Is he going to play? He's practicing. So the Rams actually have 21 days three weeks to decide to activate him or not. So he's either going to go back on the injury reserve for the rest of the year, won't be on the team, or they're going to decide to activate him and place him uh, on the squad, but somebody's going to have to be dumped. Sean McVay was asked about it, and, you know, he he said that Okoronko is going to have to earn a spot, right? I mean, all they've really seen of him is is footage in college. Yes, he was a steal in the fifth round from Oklahoma, but Sean McVay said, we have a lot of confidence in what he can put up on tape. It's a reason why we wanted to be able to get him here. We haven't seen him play a lot of football, really any football for that matter. So he's going to have to earn a spot. With that said, a lot of the fans are reaching out and saying, hey, you know, our rush has been struggling. We could really use him in there. But we did improve against Denver, so I would imagine, yeah, he's definitely not going to play this week, but um, hopefully they activate him because, man, like I said, he he looks filthy out there. 
Well, we are super excited, whether it's this week or next week. Uh, we have a feeling it's coming soon. What we're going to do, James, we're going to step aside, get a word from our sponsors, pay some bills over here, keep the lights on over at Lockdown Rams. We'll be right back with more of the Hype Edition with Mr. James Kroger. All right, guys, before we get to our next segment, I want to talk to you about our new sponsor I'm really excited about. It's called Rooftop Cinema Club, and it has landed to a rooftop near you. Come and watch the latest releases and cult classics under the beautiful sky. Movies by Moonlight, breathtaking views, delicious cocktails and food. We're putting the celebration back into the cinema. So come on and celebrate with us. Screenings are in Hollywood, downtown LA, San Diego, Houston, and New York, and on sale now at RooftopCinemaClub.com. Again, that's RooftopCinemaClub.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON10 to get 10% off of your tickets. Make sure to visit their website for full list of films and showtimes. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram at Rooftop Cinema Club, Twitter at Rooftop Cinema for all updates. They do a bunch of awesome special nights, Q&As, photo ops, etc. Their mission statement is, we believe that all experiences should be memorable, which is why we are on a mission to transform nights at the cinema to stunning rooftop views, sunsets, starlit evenings, friends, loved ones, awesome drinks, delicious food, and great movies on the big screen. Again, that promo code is LOCKEDON10. It's going to get you 10% off when you purchase your tickets. This deal is good from now until the end of November, so make sure to take advantage of it while it's still available. RooftopCinemaClub.com, promo code LOCKEDON. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Friday edition, Locked On Rams. James Kroger, your host, Bear Motter, bringing you a preview of hopefully a Victory Monday show because we'll have our man James Kroger back and we'll be talking excitement. Every time you come on the show, it's pretty exciting, James. But we've got a matchup that we kind of previewed at the beginning as being a, I guess, you know, a lot of people call it a trap game. But talk to me a little bit about this matchup and what you see coming to this game. Yeah, so, you know, I just wanted to say on the air that everybody in Rams Nation is sort of just expecting that this is going to be a clean sweep of San Francisco. They got a backup quarterback in. Jimmy G's injured. We're 6-0 undefeated. We're going to be going to their turf. But, you know, I think we just need to, to take a step back. I, I, I would put money on the fact that we're going to win, but we need to look at some of the stuff in a little bit more detail, right? We struggled against... A lot of teams with the rush D, our secondary, still not feeling 100% about that. And, you know, the as we saw in the last 49ers game, they can put up points, right? And we've had a lot of points put up against us as, as the, this Rams defense. So one of the big things that I'm concerned about, again, is the secondary. I want to shout out uh, George Kittle, the tight end for, for the 49ers, because he's going to pretty much be matched up. Well, not matched up, but we're going to have John Johnson, a third, uh, guarding him. And let's remember how John Johnson struggled against Jared Cook in that first week with, with Oakland. But uh, Kittle is the best wide receiver. Well, he's a tight end, but he's the best receiver for the 49ers. He's leading the team with 429 yards, which is well over 100 more than any other player on the roster. And they tend to line him up in a variety of spots. 
you know, he can be the tight end, which is what he is. He lines up as slot receiver. And so this kind of causes some some mismatches and, and allowing uh, other people to line up with him. So I just want to make sure that we have a, a focused eye on Kittle because he can be dangerous. And again, we've been struggling with the secondary. I expect Shanahan to he's an he's an offensive minded coach as well. I expect him to try to mix it up against this Rams D. He knows where our weaknesses are, right? So this is one thing I wanted to point out as far as um, uh, something we should focus on. Yeah, definitely. And the funny thing is, you, you mentioned at the beginning of that the Rams Nation and and me and you in general, I think probably expect to sweep the Niners and you look at you should beat a bad team when you're this good and want to make a a Super Bowl type run but that's not the way it's being looked at in-house right the Rams as they come to this game because this is the NFL we talked about it yesterday with Vinny there's no really guaranteed victory especially when you go on the road like that's that's a tough place to go outside of your stadium outside of what you do you know you stay in a hotel you're traveling in everyone's against you and uh, you're facing a football team of professionals. And you talked about Kittle's an amazing performer. But Indomitian Sue said this the same thing, is that, like, this team has almost underperformed. Like, they're putting up yards, and, and they really have done some things well. They have the third best mm-hmm. rush offense in the league. So, I mean, there are things that are going well for them. Uh, Kittle's been another bright spot. But Wade Phillips talked about it. One of the things you mentioned being nervous about was that secondary and still a little uneasy about it. He kind of talked about since Tlaib went out and they moved him to the IR, that Sam Shields was kind of the first guy to step in, especially right in that game. He came in Mm. and filled in. But then they moved to the fourth-year cornerback, Troy Hill, to start five and six. And he kind of went on to explain a little bit more that what he wants to do is his most recent strategy is playing Hill on the early downs and then Shields on third down, catering to each player's strength. And Mm. then when Hill was talking about it, he said he believes that he's doing really well in stopping the run and short passing game. And it's funny, I actually heard, I believe it was J.B. Long that was saying something about Hill coming up and making really good tackles near the line and also being really well in the run game. So he is doing some things good in that sense. He's got 13 tackles so far this season. He's got one pass deflect. But I think what Phillips is now trying to let all us know as we started to freak out this week and people shot a lot of questions this way is that that's kind of his, his idea is Hill on those early downs and, and short yardage and, and running situations and then bring in Shields in, in a more – pass heavy you know third and eight hmm. type of situation because that's his strength so you know so that's gonna be something that we want to pay attention to during the game and see if that's what he does or if he kind of ends up going a different route but it is this is one of those games where you got to look at a defense and go uh you know it's a backup quarterback and we know they're a good running team so we got to stop the run and make the bad mm-hmm. quarterback beat us, even though he's coming off of a, like a 300-yard performance game where he really was throwing the ball all over the place. But then again, I think that also shows us that the Green Bay Packers uh, don't have the greatest of defense either. So when, we, when they come in here the following week, it's going to be another shootout type of game. But that's just my little piece to try to keep you at ease because I know you were pretty hard on Troy Hill, and, and we're all still pretty – have some questions on that secondary, but I think it's kind of one of those things where there's been a lot of moving pieces, and when you lose basically your number one cornerback, and Peters was banged up for a couple games, I think he's finally back to being healthy, and maybe not, maybe he's lying to us, but you know he said he was 100%, that there's going to be some, <laughs> some give and take with these guys, but hopefully, hopefully, uh, this is the game that we need against a team that 
uh, you know, is one in five and struggling. We saw another one in five team, the Arizona Cardinals, get whooped up pretty bad tonight. I don't know how that thing ended up finishing. I, I, I've turned it off, but uh, they were getting whooped pretty early. So, uh, and that's kind of what we need to do: go jump on the team early, get up 14 points, but not let them back in the game. Yeah, and you mentioned Troy Hill being out there for first and second down, a lot of the shorter passes and run opportunities, playing defense there. As long as he's not out there for the long opportunities, I'm going to feel okay because (laughs) he got burnt too many times against Denver. And uh, I really hope they make these adjustments because if you guys have been listening, I am going up to Northern California to watch the game with a bunch of 49ers fans, and I'm going to walk into the place the Conor McGregor style with my swag. Walking around Conor McGregor with my Rams gear on, talking <laughs> trash to about 10 or 12 49ers fans. So I really hope that I can continue that trash talking all throughout the game because I'm going to I'm gonna have a few IPAs and uh, definitely be out there to talk some smack. But if, you, if, you're, if you're down, Bear, I'm, I got a few more concerns. And, you know, if you want to hear them, maybe you can correct me along the way. Yeah, really quick. It's funny. We had gotten a message on our Rams podcast Instagram from an Eric Bobrick, and he said he also is going to be up in San Fran watching the game. So if you're listening, Eric, big shout-out to you. Uh, represent us up there. But he also kind of heard our latest episode and said, I hope you guys aren't jinxing us because uh, you're a little <laughs> confident about this win. And uh, so I put a little fingers crossed and a little sweat, nervous emoji, uh, smiley face, and said, I think we should be okay. But, yeah, let's take some more of those concerns. What we're going to do is we're going to step aside, get a quick word from our sponsors, pay those bills let you guys hear some stuff that's going on here in the network and other opportunities we'll be right back friday edition lockdown rams hype edition bear modder james kroger we'll be right back All right, Rams Nation, we are back. Third and final segment of the Hype Edition. Edition, edition, edition. We have a low budget here. I have to do my own echoes. Uh, but we are back. <laughs> this is your host, Bear Motter. I am joined with Mr. James, the man, the myth, the Kroger. We're excited about this game. James, like you just mentioned, is going to be up in San Francisco. I love it. Doing the Conor McGregor walk all around. With his Rams hat and his Rams stu- jersey and, and all that good stuff. James, you kind of left us on the other side of the break with saying you had a couple more things you're ready to rant into and talk about. So drop it on me, big guy. All right. So, yeah, you, you actually finished before the break with a social media shout out. And I got one more for you. Nice. And it's a another South Orange County bro. It's Scott Gronsky. He's been listening to Rams podcast since week one i mean not week one since day one bro two wow. years ago three years ago so he lit he yeah three years ago he lives in dana point he hit us up on facebook i was asking if there's any rams fans in south orange county because i would like to do some sort of meetup watch the game with everybody if we can get enough people but I had a pretty cool conversation with him and i really appreciate the love i assume he listens to locked on rams as well if he's been listening to rams podcast for so long but he's actually going to be uh, going to Mexico for, for the Kansas City game. And I told him that you'd be there, Bear. And he said he's got a ton of fans or uh, friends flying in. So it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. He's trying to get me to go. But I don't think I, I haven't told him yet that I got a, a seven and a half month pregnant <laughs> wife. 
<laughs> but uh, probably over eight months at that point. So I won't be able to make it. But Scott, thanks so much for reaching out, man. And horns up. Uh, love. Thank you for listening to the show for so long. Really appreciate reaching out. I'm so excited for that Mexico City game. And I can imagine trying to tell your eight and a half month pregnant wife that he, there's a bunch of frozen pizzas uh, in there. I'm going to be right <laughs> back before you know it. I'm going to go drink a bunch of tequila, and uh, I promise. I'll, be, I'll just be gone for yeah. four days. That's it. In another country, I'll be fine. Gets, yeah, she gets a voicemail from me at like four in the morning. James is in Mexican jail. <laughs> Again. Uh, so, yeah, man. So you guys definitely check out Bear on social media because I know he's going to be tossing up a lot of stuff on, on Locked on Rams and Rams podcast and his personal. When he's down there, it's going to be a lot of fun. A little update for you, Barry, talking about Arizona losing. Dude, they're getting stomped. It's 35 nothing right now in the middle of the third quarter, Denver. So uh, our division is is uh, nothing really to brag about. But I want to get back to some concerns because if you know me well, I, I get concerned a lot. A and uh, I'm a worry word. If I'm going to be strutting up in San Francisco, I got to throw it out there that there, these are the things that I'm concerned about. And I got just one more for you. I, I had one in the last segment and, and you made me feel, you put me at ease, you made me feel good about it. But this is just the last thing. And what really bugs me about this is uh, it's actually DeForest Buckner on the uh, 49ers defensive line because he tends to mix it up. He'll go to the right side of the line and the left side of the line. So he's actually going to be lined up against Saffold and Austin Blythe, depending on the play, which, you know, this offensive, our offensive line has tons of chemistry. They've been playing together forever, and Blythe's been doing an amazing job. But if this guy's mixing it up on him, what scares me, though, is he has 4.5 sacks and 23 tackles uh, during the season, nine quarterback hits and six tackles for loss, all of which lead the team. So this guy is dangerous. He is also yeah. number 99 with Aaron, you know, same number as Aaron Donald. What a wannabe. And, <laughs> yeah, what a poser. Classic 40 and Weiner. But, uh, you know, you never know, man. Goffsman had a lot of time behind the pocket, but this guy can be dangerous. And if he's mixing up on both sides of the ball, it's just kind of something we definitely need to keep our eyes on because, you know, if you, you think about how you attack the Rams, you got to stop Todd Gurley. Once you stop Todd Gurley, you got to think about what you got to do with the receivers and how Sean McVay is going to mix up this offense. But this guy's kind of going to put a little bit of a wrench in the, in the engine for us because he could be dangerous. And I want to make sure that we double team him and we take care of this guy so that all I can continue walking around San Francisco with my head held high. Yeah, I love it. And I love you dropping the knowledge of, uh, you know, some of their big players that we need to be aware of. And I guess what my job in this role is to be cool, my baby. Calm you down. Hit the Conan O'Brien. Be cool, my babies. Because I saw something the other day, and I think this is pretty, you know, we're all pretty aware that we have an awesome offensive line. And I think people were a little worried after that Denver game. We saw them, you know, kind of, they had some great moments, but they also had some moments where not so great, right? But uh, in the big picture of things, they are third in the NFL as far as quarterback pressures allowed. I think oh, I think it's only the Saints and some random team. Oh, maybe the Ravens were above us, uh, but we have like still it's like low teens, like fifteen or something like that. Quarterback quarterback pressures that we've given up all year. So although we still may give up a, a, a few here this week, even to you know the the 49ers, but overall I feel really good about the weapons that we have and you talked about it your big focus is probably at this point stopping Todd Gurley after coming off of a 
200-yard rushing game. But this is a team that allowed Aaron Rodgers to go just bananas last week, right? So maybe this is something where McVay all week is going, all right, Jared Goff, now it's back to you, right? We were playing the cold, gave the ball a lot to Todd Gurley. Now it's going back to Jared Goff putting the ball in the air and working it down. Richard Sherman has been holding it down. I think he's the number two or number one cornerback in the league right now as far as attempts thrown his way and then completions when thrown his way. So he's having a great season, but the rest of them, not so much. So I think this will be a big game for Brandon Cooks with with Cooper Cup out. I'd love to Mm. see Josh Reynolds. I know you mentioned the hand injury, but I don't think it's anything too serious. And then Mm -hmm. as we go deep down into the bench, you know, Kaderil Hodge, guys like that, and JoJo Natson coming in for some sweeps. Who knows what what McVeigh has been able to kind of scheme up this week. You talked, I believe, last week. I don't know if it was on Rams Podcast or here, but you said that Todd Gurley had mentioned that Wednesday is the day that McVeigh brings all his new plays in. So maybe that's like their mm-hmm. hype Wednesday. They get super excited, and he said that it's his favorite day and that they don't even get to use all those plays in the game because he comes up with so many. Uh, so maybe they've had a good chance to know what they're scheming against and who's going to be in for them, You know, not knowing that Cooper Cup's not going to be there. And we'll see Josh Reynolds get a little bit more involved this week and some of those other playmakers, and I think we're going to put up you know, get back into that 30, 35 range of points. Yeah, I, you know, hell yeah, I hope so, because that was 23, even though we won. It was like, how great of a team are we that we can complain about 23 points? But you mentioned Brandon Cooks and him potentially getting the ball a lot more. He only got two receptions out of six targets last game. Of course, he had 53 yards and a long of 44, so he can remain to be that deep guy. Josh Reynolds is kind of a different player than Cooper Cup, so I imagine Sean McVay is going to continue to mix it up and try to get him the ball that so that we know early on he can be a threat. And one thing, Barry, that I think we're really going to see out of this offense that we haven't really seen a lot of at all this year is our tight ends, Higby and Everett, because they're out there and I can imagine we may you know, drop them in there for some of those short passes. And the new receiver that we picked up, Sean McVay already said that he's going to line him up in that slot position. So I potentially see that, I don't know, Everett or, or Higby could be getting some more balls this game. Well, I'm going to make a little, I'm going to step outside and make a little bold statement here. I think Brandon Cooks is going for uh, a buck 25, and I want to say two touchdowns. So if it's a bold statement, I'm going to say two oh, touchdowns. I, I think definitely one touchdown. I'm going to say buck 25, two touchdowns for Brandon Cooks. Robert Woods is going to pitch in for another eight catches close over the 100-yard mark, if not over the 100-yard mark. He's had three or four games this year over the 100-yard mark. He's had an incredible season, and if he continues this on a number one Rams offense, uh, he's got a shot at a Pro Bowl opportunity. He's going to break over 1,000 yards. He's on pace for that for sure. Uh, But that's my bold statement is Brandon Cooks, 125, two touchdowns. I think he's going to be the game ball that we are all talking about trying to get to on Monday. Uh, but as we kind of do little predictions here, why don't we just jump across over to the game and give me a little score prediction. Tell me what you think, and then if you want to do it, there's the spread. We always talk about mybookie.ag here. Uh, the spread is 10.5 for the Rams. So give me a score, and do they to beat the spread? Okay, man, I hope you're right with the, the Cooks yardage. If we can get good. two wide receivers over 100 yards, that's going to be money because nothing pleases me more than just just dominating over Richard Sherman no matter what team he's on. But if we can just confuse the heck out of him, if he falls down a couple times and gets burnt, then I'm going to be continuing to walk around and talk trash. I might get beat up in San Francisco this weekend. Richard, Sherman, uh, so. Richard Sherman's funny because he'll just – he only likes to stay on his one side. If you're not – oh, you're going to go over there. I won't guard you. So it's like, oh. 
all right, if you want to like be well against Richard Sherman, just uh, let's put him on the other side of the field. Like that's what's funny. We can just put Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks on the opposite side of him all day, and just be like, you know what? We're just gonna stay away from you. Uh, but go ahead. All right. So to answer your question with score prediction, San Francisco has been averaging twenty. 24- 4.7 points per game this season and I'm kind of scared because a lot of teams have tossed up near that amount of points against us so I think I think the this the 49ers will score but I I agree with you I hope the Rams get up up in their 30 plus mark that they were at I think I just want to just give it to them so I'm going to reach out there and go up to 38 points and I think that the 49ers are going to get a solid 28 on us because I think they might have a late touchdown probably going to fourth late in the fourth quarter with just 21 and might score one more on us but we're definitely going to win and uh, we're going to beat them by 10 so 38 28 but we don't cover because it's 10 and a half Ooh, that's 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 why I'm not a betting man. Yeah, that's where Vegas is like exactly what we want. (laughs) We (laughs) nailed the line perfectly to screw everybody. Uh, You know, I'm right there with you. And so I was actually going to say 38 was what was lingering in my head. So I'm going to crank it up if I'm giving Brandon Cooks two touchdowns. And I think Jared Goff's going to go off. And then we have that guy, Todd Gurley, who just like scores touchdowns in his sleep. Uh, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say we break into the 40 mark. We go with one of our lowest games under the Sean McVay era last week. I think we bounce back. I think we start throwing the ball in the air. Uh, we're not in extreme cold. We're back in California in the sun. I'm gonna say 42 to 28. I think we are gonna give up some points, but we're gonna score late. They're gonna try to go for it um, at a certain point, or they're gonna try to push the ball down the field. We'll get a turnover. Maybe that's when Troy Hill can redeem himself for you and maybe pick it off late in the game. So I'll say my game, my game ball. 42-28 Rams, big win, covering the spread, and Cooks hopefully with two touchdowns because I said it on the mic. It must be true. So we both agree that the 49ers are going to score 28 points, though. Yeah, I just think they're going to put up some points. Uh, you know, I've seen our defense. You mentioned it. We're giving up points. They're averaging a certain amount. Uh, they did well last week. I think they're going to build off that. And Beathard's probably only getting confidence. So that was on the road. He's back at home. Uh, so, yeah, I think they'll score some points, but we're going to score way more. I don't think anybody's put this together, but I keep calling him Beat Hard, and I don't think anybody's understanding my joke. His name is Bethard, but I, I keep call, I've been calling him Beat Hard since last season because everybody was beating him hard, and I don't think it's really been funny. So yeah. I'm gonna stop doing that. Well, you got your dad jokes ready a few months early. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, does he have a heart condition? That's a little cruel. I don't. Uh. <laughs> but anyway, James, I appreciate you joining the show. I had a blast doing it. Uh, when I when you texted me and said if Serena can't make it. I'll step in. I got a big smile on my face, and I was super excited. I think everyone out here in Lockdown Rams Nation is super excited that we got to uh, bring a very high-paced energy show. Thank you guys, as always. Make sure to go give everyone a follow at Kroger 3 at Rams Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Facebook group, Lockdown Rams, all the same stuff, uh, LA underscore Rambling Bear. We will be back on Monday with this exact duo, hopefully talking about a victory Monday. But so far, we're six weeks in, and every Monday, we've had a victory Monday. So let's not break that streak yet. But with that said, Rams Nation, you know what it is. Until next time. Peace.